The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Join now and MyBookie will match your first deposit with a 100% bonus. Just use the promo code SGP100 to activate the offer. So visit MyBookie today. Play, win, and get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Oddshark. Oddshark offer you free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff with betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. Follow them on Twitter at Oddshark and check them out at www.oddshark.com. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is the only mobile app that gives you the best chance to beat Vegas, get easily trackable line movement and see which team the public backs view betting trends all day calculate your return and follow your picks right from your device so head over to betql.co and download the app Hey, this is Billy, host of the EPL show and resident of London, England. Well, I live in Essex, which is just outside of London. I did live in London when I first joined this podcast. But regardless of that, I'm close enough to say I'm from London. I go to all of the NFL London games and I wanted to have a little podcast that breaks down exactly what kind of bizarre and mental place that stadium is and all the goings on around it and give you a little bit of insight into the NFL London games because obviously I wasn't aware uh, of things from your perspective on stateside until I spoke to my friend Cav Manning who will be joining me on this podcast feed to do a, uh, a show about Manchester United versus the Dallas Cowboys I've been promoting it for a while we have got most of it in the can just waiting for Sean and Ryan to deliver their end of it where they will be specifically analysing the Cowboys for one section of it and then we have one section specifically analysing Man United before me and Cav break the show down collectively but talking to Cav he did ask me about the the stadium and it's like what the fuck how weird is it with all these fans wearing their their t-shirts and all that and I didn't find that that weird initially but one of the things that is now happening and very 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 much hammering this home is that you are forced to support the home team because these home teams are giving up a home game. Previously, yes, there was very subtle chance of let's go Chargers or let's go whoever is, is playing at home. It would come up on the screen. But now they are doing videos of those players. So those players will come into London and they will do specific videos where they will be giving pictures of things in London, like monuments to name. Uh, they'll have to name English people. They'll be asked, what is a banger? Um, it's like English slang, a banger is a sausage. And they were giving them different terms and, and whatnot. So basically the players are completely integrated into this and, and are doing all of this extra media uh, for London, especially, you know, especially because they are the home team. In addition to that, we are now being given flags for the home team at every game. Uh, previously, this was a half and half kind of flag, but now it's exclusively the home team's flag. And because 
we are a country of sheep, which is how we voted for Brexit. Because if you want to know how dumb England is, because people always ask me, how the fuck did your country vote for a Brexit and vote to leave Europe and completely fuck up your own economy? How can you be so fucking dumb? Well, if you want to see why we're so dumb, watch an NFL game and you'll see all a bunch of dumb fucks supporting a team that they don't even support because the stadium told you to. That's what they do. I don't do that. It's actually becoming annoying for me to go to these games and watching these sheep go ooh and ah and and really care about the the San Diego San Diego the Los Angeles Chargers last week it's like it's like I don't give a fuck unless they cover the six point spread I don't give a fuck if they win 2019 like people were cheering about it and and some people were were turning up there specifically in Tennessee gear, which they bought for the game, trying to be the bad guys that are going the anti-authority guys. You're not anti-authority. You're just the fucking idiot who bought a Tennessee Titans jersey to, to come down to this game. And next week, you'll be wearing an Eagles jersey. It's just... They're, they're making money hand over fist and good luck to them because it's clever for the NFL to do this. But I just can't get into it in terms of supporting a team that's not my own. Yes, I'd wear a Packers hat and yes, I wear a Packers hoodie and get into the the part of it of, yes, I'm an NFL fan, but I'm not going to support the home team because they're asking me to do it. But it's unbelievable how many of these people are doing so. Additionally, if we look at another aspect of it, the the local businesses fucking hate the NFL, not in terms of the fact that they are getting the extra game because an event at Wembley Stadium is always bonus money. But I have a bar there and on average in an event day, we would take around about six to eight thousand pounds, given that compared to a normal day where there isn't an event at Wembley. The bar usually only takes around six to eight hundred pounds. Uh, on a good day, it'll take a thousand. On an arena day at Wembley Arena, it will get up to about two grand. On a stadium day, which is eighty thousand people extra in the vicinity, it's going to take six thousand to eight thousand. On an NFL day, it's exactly like an arena day because these fucking assholes at the NFL turn around and promote all of this tailgate bullshit that you Yanks do. This tailgate drinking near the stadium out of plastic cups bullshit that you guys do. And they avoid all of the bars and buy their own fucking alcohol from supermarkets and go and drink by the stadium and, and throw footballs um, around basically in these, these games and things set up and pretend that they are Americans for the afternoon. You're not Americans, you fucking idiots. You're English. Go turn up to a bar and start drinking properly like we do for soccer games or foot. Why am I saying soccer? Football matches, real football matches every single week. That's what we do. We don't, you don't need to pretend to be an American. You don't need to wear the NFL shirt of the home team. You don't need to paint their colors. You don't need to fly the flag. And then we have to play two national anthems 
and um, and some people tried to kneel down for this, which was fucking hilarious. There were people in the stands like kneeling. It's like you have a fucking seat. You don't need to kneel down. The reason Colin Kaepernick kneels down is because he's on a fucking pitch. If somebody said to him, "Hey, Colin, uh, do you want to take a chair out with you?" He probably would have sat down. So if you don't want to stand for the anthem, you stupid cunt, just sit down. You don't need to kneel for the American national anthem to make some kind of political statement it's not a political statement i doubt you even understand the political structure it's probably just a, a way to seek attention or something cool that you thought you would do before you got there it's like oh hey larry oh sorry larry's an american name or oh hey steve why don't we um why don't we uh, all just kneel down for the anthem? That would be cool. Like, oh, we'll take a selfie while I do it. You're a fucking idiot. Like, you're an absolute moron. You're embarrassing. Like, these English people are embarrassing to me. I'm embarrassed to be English when we're shown in this way to the American fans. It's actually... It's actually cringeworthy. And then we have other things as well that we've that we've taken from you, like the kiss cam, and we'll all do it because we're all a bunch of sheep. And then the food in the stadium now is American as well, which is not a bad thing. That's actually that may sound like a complaint because some of this podcast is coming off as a complaint, but it's not entirely com- a complaint because I got chicken and waffles at the last NFL game, which wasn't happening before. Although stadium food is inherently American anyway because you are the place that invented junk food because you're most of you are a bunch of fat bastards let's be honest the obesity rate in America is is uncomparable to any other country in the world but uh, burgers and hot dogs and, and whatnot have always been available at our stadiums although Britain's food is more likely uh, centered around pies and fish and chips you can still get all of that if you want it but there is definitely a massive increase in American food at these games, which, as I said, I'm not really complaining about that. I'm not complaining too much about anything. I'm still going to go to these games. It doesn't hinder my enjoyment entirely. I just find it embarrassing that we do that we're doing this uh, to this extent. I think it would be far more appropriate if things do move forward and we do actually get a home team. Um, I don't know what happens in Jacksonville. I know it's a place in Florida. It doesn't seem like it needs an NFL franchise. The stadium doesn't look like it's always full. It doesn't seem to have a big, massive following. I mean, you've already got Miami there from Florida anyway. If it was the... um, the Orlando Jaguars and whatnot, I would, it would, I would understand a bit more because Orlando is one of the biggest visited um, cities for tourism in the world. And I would understand if Orlando had an NFL team, but I don't know nothing about Jacksonville. So I think we should get that team, to be honest. I think that it does make a lot more sense now. We are selling these games out. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure if we can sell out eight but as it stands, we are managing to sell out uh, three three games a year. And this Philadelphia Eagles-Jags game, which I'm going to at the weekend, the ticket prices for that on secondary markets is now four times the face value. So a $100 ticket is being sold for around $400. And trust me, I've taken advantage of that because I knew uh, to do this because NFL tickets always sell for double. And I knew this game was going to be the big one with the the champions coming in against the the London Jags. 
I'm going to call them that as I truly believe that's what they should be. Then it takes away all this embarrassment of supporting Seattle or sorry, Oakland or supporting the Chargers and all this Mickey Mouse, goofy, embarrassing bullshit where we turn into Americans. Let's just be English and have a team in England. That, that play eight home games a year in one particular stadium. And I don't want it to be Tottenham Stadium. I want it to be Wembley Stadium because that is the whole appeal of the whole thing. It's not a case of playing it at Tottenham. It has to be Wembley Stadium. That's where all the history is. That's where the Americans want to come and play. That's what the US fans want to see on TV, I would assume. I don't know if you know anything about the legacy of Wembley. I suppose you probably don't in terms of soccer and the fact that England won the World Cup there. But I'm pretty sure you're familiar with concerts and, and whatnot and the likes of Michael Jackson playing there on his bad tour in 1988. It's a massively historical stadium. That's where the games need to be. Uh, the Jags need to be one team then we have a reason to support them they could be a London team then we don't look like a bunch of fucking idiots and then we can have Jags flags and Jags tops and and everything and then we will be a country supporting our home team and getting behind them you know eight times a year and even more so than that if it extends to getting to the playoffs which is something that I thought Jacksonville would be able to do back-to-back this season. I thought that the Eagles and the Jags were locks to make it through, but thinking that is a lock is as good as the locks that Ryan is giving out at the moment on the podcast because both of them are sitting at three and four with losing records. The Eagles I wouldn't be so concerned about because they're they're just up and down and 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 sort of zigzagging a little bit. And last week they practically threw a game away against Carolina. But the capabilities are there to fix up and and get out of this division because it's not a strong division as well. I mean, it's led by a team who are notorious zigzaggers. We all heard the stat about the Washington Redskins. Uh, last week and that that's that has been out for a while where they're completely defining what mediocrity is by going up and down and up and down and up and down and having this record of I think it got to 31 one and one so they're probably due a loss this week but I don't think they'll have one because they're playing the uh, the New York Giants who is an easy win for for anybody pretty much although Atlanta made a massive meal out of it last week and fucked that spread up for everybody who who took minus three and a half so so thank you for that assholes just didn't have any chance of winning the game but but fucked everybody's bets up instead so that was nice of the Giants to go ahead and do that uh, as I said moving on to this game they go in three and four, three and four. Must win situation really for both. The Jags are in free for all. They they need this more than the Eagles. I feel if the Eagles were still three and five, they can still recover and, and get the six wins that they need to, to get nine and seven and to win their division. Whereas the Jags, all of a sudden... They're up against a Houston team that are starting to string wins together, which is going to be massively concerning for them. They are a joint with the same record as the Titans. The Colts, despite the fact they are two and five, they are not a two and five team. They've thrown away games as well. And I think looking at this division, you'd have to say that Andrew Luck is the best quarterback in that division. I, Despite Watson's performance yesterday against a banged up, tired, 
Dolphins team, you would still think that narrowly Andrew Luck is the best quarterback in, in that division. So I think the Jags badly need this. Um, they're getting three points in the game. Uh, I have a feeling like all of the London games, if you look at all of the London games, they've gone under so far quite comfortably. And when these games were announced, despite the fact that this was the marquee game, it was kind of primed to be an under. But looking at the defences this season, they certainly haven't been as good as they were last year. You're getting 44 points to play around with. The London games so far have produced 30 and 39. And despite the fact that these two have underperformed, they are probably the best two defences that have come to London, in my opinion. People will argue and, and say the charges or whatever but but let's i mean these two as i said are not playing to their potential but they do have the best defenses the problem that will also comes with the with the scoring in this as well that aids you towards the title because carson wentz isn't the same player as he was before he was injured and blake bortles has unbelievably managed to get worse than he already was i mean we thought that the only way was up after last year because he actually started to look competent towards the end of the playoffs and then all of a sudden he's bottles again and it's not just bottles on the road because people always say not just on the SGP but on various um, YouTube videos and uh, where else I listen to uh, experts and read and, and whatnot don't back bottles on the roads you can't back this idiot anywhere like this team needed to go and get themselves a top of the line quarterback and then they would be in contention yes I know that their defense has let up a lot more points than usual but it doesn't help when you're doing nothing on the other side of the ball and you're constantly on the field I don't think this defense has, has gone to complete shit I think it's something that will be resolvable and at the same time I think the Eagles are just suffering a hangover from being the Super Bowl champs and that loss last week absolutely stinks of complacency I don't think this game gets to 44 points I have no idea who wins this I would probably lean towards taking Jacksonville with the, with the three points because they need it more but um, don't be surprised if the Eagles just come in here and light them up and and win comfortably and Jacksonville struggle to score points uh, because that's going to be the problem if the Eagles do find their flow and the Jags are not going to keep up in this game um, they have to be ahead to win this game as we all know that the Jags can't catch up and if the Eagles go ahead then that's going to be a bad afternoon for the Jags this is happening at 1.30 in London because of our clocks changing so um I'm not sure what time that means you get it in the US. That would usually imply that you would be getting it at um, 8.30 a.m. in in one place and 5.30 a.m. in the West. So I'm not sure if people would be interested in waking up for this one. Maybe they will, given the, the caliber of the teams, two teams that competed in the conference finals last year, which is why this was a complete sellout. So that's just what I wanted to say about the London game. So keep your eye out on the morons. They will be supporting the Jacksonville Jaguars, although it's not as embarrassing this week because they are a team that are coming here regularly and they probably should be a London franchise at this point. It does make a lot more sense. Um, you have more 
knowledge now about what the ins and outs are and what happens before uh, after the game uh, people do actually go to the bars there is no after the match tailgate so they do then go to the bars where everybody um, is playing uh, NFL Red Zone. It was an idea that was eventually only done by my bar, in particular the Wembley Tavern. But uh, everybody's now copied it and is going doing the whole Red Zone thing. And uh, yeah, they come in there and they pretend to be Americans again and they cheer every play and they ooh and ah. And it's hard to really see what team anyone supports other than giving the jerseys that they're wearing, but they'll still, despite the fact that they'll be wearing jerseys of Chicago and Minnesota and New York, they'll still cheer. Um, when the bears were playing against the Patriots, they were still cheering for the bears last week. So, as I said, I can't begrudge anybody having a good time or anything like that. Maybe I am being a bit of a Scrooge and a moaner and just being too judgmental, but I'm not a moron who will go to a game and cheer for a team just because they have been allocated the home team. I'm not, I'm not a sheep. I can't do it. It's not in my nature. It doesn't make any sense. I certainly won't buy the attire for that team. The only thing I give a shit about is if I have a bet on and I need my spread covering. And that is the only thing. So until you lead, send green Bay to London, I won't give a shit about anything unless I've got money on it and it affects my spread. So that is literally all I have to say. I've been Billy. You can find me here on the Sports Gambling Podcast, on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow them at the SGP Network. The sponsor of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is mybookie.ag. And this is your last, 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 last weekend to get this 100% deposit bonus by using the code SGP100. I don't know why you wouldn't do it. You need an account to bet and you might as well have an account with mybookie.ag and get yourself a 100% deposit bonus because you can literally bet on this game and you can take my under bet and then you can use a free bet to bet on the team that you want to win or use it for any other game across the board if you have a stronger lean towards anything. I personally think that my very own Green Bay Packers have no chance of staying within eight and a half points of the Rams this week. So, we let, well, should, do you know what? Let's do a little lock dog parlay to close out. I wasn't intending to. Uh, I was intending to make this primarily about uh, the London games and whatnot. But let's do a little lock dog parlay. So there's the lock there. I'm going to go against my own team, um, something I don't like to do. And we are off a rest, which would help. But this team beat San Francisco by three points. So how can you take them to do anything? How can they stay within a touchdown of the Rams? They, they, they won't. It will be an embarrassment and hopefully a wake-up call for um, the guys that run our team because McCarthy and and a lot of the players don't belong there. It's a one-man team. It's a one-man show. And one man can't stand up to the um, Los Angeles Rams this weekend. Looking at... Um the rest of the card, um, the New England Patriots minus 13, they'll, they'll go in teasers easily, take them down to uh, seven points. So they'll need to win by a touchdown. Take the Rams again. So you'll be taking them down to two and a half. And finally, take the uh, Kansas City Chiefs down to three 
at home to the Denver Broncos. If you're looking for a dog, um, <laughs> there is quite a few this week. For some reason, uh, the Carolina Panthers are an underdog at home to the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not quite understanding that. I would love to take Jacksonville in this just to have more of an interest in it and um, and to sort of put my neck out on the line, but I just can't. I just can't take I just can't take the Jags as my strong pick. Um, I'm gonna lean towards the one I already said, um, the Carolina Panthers. If you can go to the Eagles and win and especially make that comeback that you did, then I have to lean towards you. Um, the other one worth looking at, but they're not really an underdog because it's a complete pick'em. Is the uh, is the New Orleans Saints? They're getting half a point at the moment, and um, that's a massive revenge spot because the way they lost that game last year, like I I, I cry, I would have cried for them even if I didn't have them to win the Super Bowl at eight to one. But um, actually, I had them to win the Super Bowl at twenty two to one. I had them to win the NFC at eight to one. So so yeah, that's even worse. I almost feel like I should cry again, maybe. Um, that's it for me. I've been Billy. As I said, you can find me on the EPL show. I also do the Champions League here on the Sports Gambling Podcast and Sports Gambling Podcast Network. As I said, make sure you check out that offer at mybookie.ag. It is the final weekend to get yourself the 100% deposit bonus by using the code SGP100. Thanks for listening. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.